Hey guys, Kyler back. Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast. This is episode five. A lot to get into today. Uh, Going to have the NFL. Obviously, go through all my predictions for the upcoming week, how I did last week. Not a good week. Not a good week last week. You know, it was week one, though. We can always improve. Uh, then we're going to dive into combat sports. Big fight card coming up this weekend and then the following weekend as well. Then we're going to do some other headlines from around the world. Um... I'll start off with one other headline before we get into the NFL. The Big Ten is back. Football in the Big Ten will resume October 24th. That is great news for everybody. About a month away from Big Ten resuming, they're going to go through all their little camps and stuff. So good for the Big Ten. Glad they're playing football this this semester. And then the the big topic, we're going to get into the NBA. I'm first going to... Discuss trade ideas for Giannis if the Bucks were to trade him, and then I'm going to do some trade ideas for how the Bucks could improve their roster. Then we're going to get into my uh, to my first. We're going to go with uh, talk about Game One of Heat Celtics. Then I'm going to get into my conference finals predictions, and then we are going to discuss the biggest disappointment in NBA history: the 2019-2020 Los Angeles Clippers, the most overrated team in NBA history. We will talk about their collapse at last and why you will never, ever compare Kawhi Leonard to LeBron James again. Let's get into the NFL. A few headlines. Cowboys, tough hit week one. Obviously, they lose by three. Their offense goes cold again like it did all of last year in the second half. They lose Van Der Esch for six to eight weeks with a broken collarbone. And Blake Jarwin, their starting tight end, out for the year, torn ACL. It couldn't got worse. It couldn't have been worse week one for me as a Cowboys fan. Goskowski left the left the Patriots. Comes to uh, Tennessee. He misses four kicks, but then hits the game winner. It was a rough night for him, but hey, he made up for it all. He hit it when it mattered most. The Titans win week one, sixteen fourteen. Uh, Rogers still has it, and I was wrong about Green Bay and probably about Minnesota as well. Their defense is not very good. Minnesota's defense is not very good, and the Packers are going to be good this year. The Packers are going to be really good this year. Big Ben is back, and the Giants are still... Big Ben is back. They get a win over the Giants, and the Giants are still two years away. They better just keep Joe Judge, though, because I think Joe Judge is going to be a great NFL head coach, but I don't think they're going to contend this year. I don't think they end up contending next year. I think it's another year after that. Two years away. Two years away for the Giants. I do love Joe Judge as the head coach, though. So now we're going to get into two teams that surprised me with how good they played and two teams that surprised me with how bad they played week one. Uh, The bad was, to start off, number one, the number one bad team, the number one that pissed me off the most was the Cleveland Browns. I predict them to beat the Ravens. I thought the Browns were going to come out firing all cylinders. I thought Baker was going to bounce back here, and I still think he can, but that did not help my cause at all for Baker. The way they played and lose thirty-eight to six. I don't care if it's on the road. There's no fans in there. You're supposed to be able to compete with a team like the Ravens and the Steelers for the division. You're talented enough to. And you come out and get slammed thirty-eight to six. Not good for me and my Browns prediction. The Indianapolis Colts. What can I say? I don't know what happened. You can't lose to the Jaguars. That's a game you cannot lose via the Colts. Again, we're, I'm, I'm going to have my final predictions today. I wanted to see week one, 
And then I'm going to make my final. And then I was going to make my final prediction standings and who I'm going to have in the playoffs. I'm not going to wait down the line. I'm going to do it right now. I know it's only one week of getting to see these teams, but I'm going to make it now because I want to see how good I can how good I can predict it by the end of the year. The Colts. I don't know, man. That was not good. That was just really not good. It. Uh, it didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like the Colts. The good. Number one, the Las Vegas Raiders offense is going to be really good this year, ladies and gentlemen. Now, here's the bad thing about the Raiders. Their defense is going to be subpar, but if they can just create turnovers, their defense just needs – if they can create a couple turnovers a game somehow to get their offense in good field position again to score more touchdowns. They have one of the best – and I said this for the year. Josh Jacobs is the fourth best running back in the NFL. I got McCaffrey, Zeke, Saquon, then I have Josh Jacobs. That man is an animal. They have weapons around uh, Derek Carr. They got Waller. They got Aguilar, uh, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs. I really like this team. We'll see where I have them. My standings coming in when we do our standings later on in this uh, segment for the NFL. Their defense just needs to create some turnovers. Their offense can score points. Their offense is going to be, I think, going to be top 10 this year. Maybe even closer to the top five. I really think this Vegas offense is going to be very good this year. Second team, and this was tough for me. This is like one because I do like I do one and two. It's just like one A one B. The Washington football team. No Dwayne Haskins slander here, folks. I told you I liked Haskins. I really like Dwayne Haskins. Now I changed my mind about them going five and eleven. I do have them. I bumped them up some wins because I think they're going to be good. They have a good defense. Uh, they the running back situation. I don't want them to have to you know. They, let, they obviously lost Darius guys because he got arrested. Can't beat up your girlfriend. I mean, come on. Come on, dude. And then they released AP. I'm like, okay, so they're going with some running back. They got Peyton Barber, who didn't have many rushing yards. He had two touchdowns. Didn't have a lot of rushing yards. The reason why I don't think they still have a chance of winning the division or even making a wild card is because I think they're going to put too much pressure on Haskins. You have to have a run game. And I think they're just going to put too much pressure on Haskins. I do think they win more than five games. I was wrong there because their defense is nice. That's one A one B. You could have put Oakland. I could have put football team one, Oakland two. Either way, the Washington down seventeen zero in that game. Usually, when you have a young quarterback like that, he usually's like you know a young young quarterback, new team, all the all the shit that was going on off the field and in their you know in their organization in their franchise. You know they could have folded right there and said you know what this just it's going to be like that year one. You know, we're just gonna we're gonna be a really bad team. They scored twenty seven to answer, win the football game against Philadelphia, who a lot of teams have winning the NFC East, who I was right about. I don't think they're gonna be very good this year. But yeah, Washington football team, the Raiders, really good. I love watching they were both they both played really good this week. Browns and Colts are very disappointing. Um my week one prediction summary, I went nine and seven, which is very bad for me. I like to get ten and six at the worst. No, I usually last year I was averaging around twelve and four, thirteen and three. Um I did get thirteen points because I I picked nine. I picked a uh, Nine correct, and then two of those games, I predicted the uh, differential correct. Uh, Cardinals, I had Cardinals over Niners 24-20. Oh, no, I had Cardinals over Niners 28-24. It was 24-20, so four-point differential. Then I had the Bills over the Jets 23-13. That was 27-17. So I got 13 points in week one, and I got nine and seven. I expect to be better this week, a lot better this week. Now seeing the teams, now seeing how it's going to go, I expect to be a lot better this week. Um. My spreads of the week, I went three and two. 
I had the Eagles at minus five and a half over the over Washington. Not not correct. Browns at plus seven and a half over the Ravens. They lost by thirty two. I did get the Bengals correct. Plus three and a half versus the Chargers. They lost by three. I got the Cardinals correct at plus seven and a half. They won by four. I had the Steelers correct at minus six over the Giants. I believe they won by ten. I think was it twenty six sixteen or something like that. It was definitely more than six. So went three and two in prediction. You know. If I can go three and two in the spreads, I'll take that. I like to go four and one, five and zero, oh, of course, but three and two is not terrible. So now we're going to get into my week two games predictions. I was nine and seven last week. Um, so Thursday night football tomorrow, we got the Bengals and the Browns in Cleveland. I did like Joe Burrow. I did like me some Joe Burrow. I thought the Bengals they should have at least been in overtime. That kicker just shanks a chippy. My goodness. So that sucked. I thought Burrow played okay. Played good for a rookie. Um, and the Chargers' defense isn't terrible. So you're playing a decent defense in my mind. I do think the Browns bounce back this week, though. Um, I really do. I don't think they lose again. Uh, if, if they lose this week, it's going to be what in the hell do we do? You know, Baker's got to start performing because people – he had a great rookie year. He had a terrible second year, and he starts off terrible this year. I'm a Baker believer. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. But in Cleveland, they're such a shit show. They move off guys so quick. I mean, now that Odell's going to be traded, after after how many games? You know, he's played 17 games and you're going to trade him? I mean, let's, let's at least get to the trade deadline here. Let's at least let them get to week eight and see where they're at. If by week eight they're sitting at two and six or three and five and Odell's not playing good, okay, maybe move him. Okay? But... It's one week, and you played the Ravens, who, in my opinion, I was wrong about. I changed my prediction on them. They're the second-best team in the AFC, second-best team in the NFL, actually. Okay, yes, it was bad that you got blown out 38-6, but let's see. Take it easy. Cleveland. You always, every, and every time Cleveland moves on to somebody else, a GM or a coach, they're like, all right, it's going to be different this time. We're going to give all these guys a chance, you know, let them run for three or four years, and let's get it right. And then you bring in a new coach, Stefanski. What do you you go? Let's say you go six and ten this year. You're just gonna fire him again. I mean, you're doing the same thing. You're a shit show. What Baker has a bad year this year again? You're gonna say, "Oh, he's gone. We're trading him. You know, we're not picking up his fifth year. We're definitely trading Baker." I mean, come on. You got at some point you got to let some let let it go. I mean, the reason why the Browns are so bad is because they're changing every year. They're not the same. You're in a rebuild every year. You know, you're you're allowing. You're moving on so fast that it's you're bringing in a new coach. We got to give this time. Yes, they have a talented team, but you still have to give it time. You have a new coach. You move on from Baker. You bring in a new quarterback. We well, got to give it two or three years. You bring in a rookie, probably. I got Browns twenty four seventeen though. I'd like to think they win this week against the Bengals. Twenty four seventeen Cleveland Sunday early games. I got the Cowboys bouncing back. Not worried about the Cowboys. They should have won the football game. Terrible second half again, and I can't. I won't watch this again, Mike McCarthy. I will not. Watch. We were. We, it was like Jason Garrett coached us again, Sunday night. It was like we had Jason Garrett coaching us. Looked good in the first half, up fourteen thirteen. Got lucky that they missed some. Field, they missed a field goal. Our defense got some stops though at the end of the second half. Our defense plays pretty well in the second half. Gave up. We know we gave up one touchdown. We gave up seven points. If our defense only gives up twenty points, we should be able to score more than twenty points with that offense. You know, you have C.D. Lamb, you have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Might need to get Delaney Walker at tight end. Might have to sign him. You got Zeke and Pollard and Dak with that O-line who's still very good. Not We didn't have Lyle Collins, but it looked good. It still looked pretty good. Um, 
And you only scored three points in the second half against the Rams defense, who I believe is going to be very average, if not if not in the bottom half of the league this year for deep total defense. You can't do that. I do believe they bounce back this week. Falcons defense isn't very good either. Cowboys 31-24. Uh, Broncos Steelers do not did not really like the Broncos how they looked. Um, I'm not. I believe they're maybe one year away. I do think Drew Locke's our guy though. I just don't think they win enough games this year to get into the playoffs. I got the Steelers winning 21-17. Packers-Lions. I like the Packers kind of big. Lions defense gave us some points in that fourth quarter to the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky. So they're going to get points to the Packers. 34-20 Green Bay. Uh, Vikings-Colts. Don't like either defense right now. Not sure how I feel about either offense, but I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I think both offenses look decent, but I don't think either defense can stop anybody. 33-30 Vikings. Bills-Dolphins. I like the Bills defense a lot. I'm actually going to change the score. I don't think that – I think it'll be 24-13 Bills over the Dolphins. Uh, 49ers-Jets. I'll be the Niners bounce back this week. 27 – I'm going to go 27-16 49ers. Uh, Rams-Eagles. I don't believe the I don't think the Rams are going to be that good this year, but I don't believe the Eagles are either. I got the Rams winning twenty eight twenty three. Uh, Panthers Bucks. Obviously, Buccaneers looking to bounce back after the week one loss. Not a bad week one loss. People chill. It is week one. We're in week one. Why are we flipping out? The Buccaneers are going to be fine, and this is a great game to get your offense going. Panthers defense going to be terrible this year. Thirty four twenty four Buccaneers. Jags, Titans. Titans defense can be too good for the Jags this week. Jags ain't scoring like they did in the Colts. 24-14 Titans. May have been wrong by the Titans, too. Giants, Bears. Bears look decent. They still got a great defense. If Trubisky can play like how he did in that fourth quarter, Bears could be decent this year. Um, I got Bears winning 28-20. Now moving on to the Sunday late games. Football team versus Cardinals. I got the Cardinals winning 24-16. I think they're just a better team than the than Washington. Uh, Ravens, Texans, a little more high scoring this week. I think the Ravens still put up 38, but the Texans score 27. Ravens, 38, 27. Uh, Chiefs, Chargers. Um, I Chargers to score a little more this week, but nobody's stopping Kansas City, especially with the run game. 35, 24, Chiefs. Uh, Patriots, Seahawks, which is the late game, Sunday Night Football. I'm going to go with Cam and the New England Patriots to get a win over the Seattle Seahawks, 23, 21. Monday Night Football. A team I'm higher on now, the Raiders taking on the Saints. I do like the Saints to win this game, but very close. 31-27 Saints. Now my week two, uh, my top five week two spreads of the week, like I said, went three and two last week. This week I'm going Cardinals at minus six and a half over over Washington. Chiefs minus eight and a half over the Chargers. Ravens minus six and a half over the Texans. Patriots plus four and a half versus Seattle. And the Raiders plus five and a half versus the Saints. That is my... Spreads of the week. Now we're getting in my power, my power twelve post week one ranking, but post week one standings at twelve. I got the Buffalo Bills. They start off one and zero. I got a, at eleven. I got the Rams. I like their offense. Still questions on the defense, but I really like how their offense going to look this year with a two headed punch of uh, Malcolm Brown and uh, Cam Akers. Ten. I still got the Niners at ten. Zero and one start, but I think the Niners are still going to be okay. Another 0-1 team. I got the Dallas Cowboys at 9. Uh, worried about the injuries. That's why I would have had them higher probably if they didn't lose Van Dresch for 6-8 weeks. But I do have the Cowboys at 9. And I got Tampa Bay at 8. And I think both these teams are going to be higher as I go, but I couldn't put them over some of the teams that won. 7, Green Bay. Probably could have Green Bay higher than Pittsburgh, but I'm going to go Green Bay because I don't know how their defense is going to be. 6 is Pittsburgh because of their defense. 
it's, that's why they're there over Green Bay. At five, Seattle. Offense looked really good. Worried about the defense. They gave up a lot of yards, a lot of points. At four, Arizona Cardinals. That offense is going to be lethal. The defense is going to be very good, better than a lot of people thought. Number three, I got the Saints. Good start. Win by 11 against Tampa. And then two, I got Baltimore and one, Kansas City. Easy. Kansas City's the best team in football by far. Now we're going to go to my final standings and playoff predictions. This will be set for the whole year. I'm not going to change these. These are how I'm going to view it for the rest of the year, how, what I think is going to play, how I think it's going to play out. I got the Giants finishing last at 5-11 and in the NFC East. I got the Eagles going 7-9. and I got the Washington football team going 8-8, eight and eight, and I got the Dallas Cowboys going 11-5, and five, winning the division. In the North, I got the Lions finishing last at 5-11, and 11. the Bears going 7-9. and nine. I dropped the Vikings to 9-7, and seven, and I moved the Packers to 12-4. and four. That offense is going to be so good this year. Uh, to the South in the NFC, uh, Panthers 5-11, and 11. Falcons 8-8, uh, eight and eight. Buccaneers 11-5, and five. and the New Orleans Saints 13-3. and three. In the NFC West, I got the Rams going 8-8, eight and eight, the Niners going 10-6, and six, the Seahawks going 11-5, and five, and the Cardinals winning the division at 11-5. AFC East. Dolphins three and thirteen, Jets five and eleven, Patriots ten and six, Bills winning the division at eleven and five. I like the Bills. I like their defense a lot, and I think they're going to get that running game going really well. Singletary and they drafted Zach Moss. Allen will find himself. AFC North: Bengals three and thirteen, Browns nine and seven, Steelers eleven and five, Ravens thirteen and three, winning the division. AFC South: Jaguars two and fourteen. Still, I don't care if they won a game. Um, Colts. I dropped them to eight and eight, finishing third. I don't, I don't know how I feel about them, and it sucks. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this only after one week, so it sucks, but that's how I feel about the Colts right now. Texans 9-7, and seven, Titans winning the division at 10-6 and six just because how good that defense is going to be. And then in the AFC West, I got the Chargers going 6-10, and 10, the Broncos going 8-8, eight and eight, I got the Raiders going 9-7, and seven, finishing second, and the Chiefs going 16-0. Yeah, I said it. So here we go to the playoff predictions. In the wild card weekend, Saints have a bye. They're the number one overall seed. I got the Packers, the two seed, uh, 12 and four, taking on the 10 and six Niners. The 11 and five Cowboys, the three seed, taking on the six seeded Seahawks, who are 11 and five. The four seeded Cardinals, 11 and five versus the five seeded Buccaneers. Um, in the NFC, I have the Saints, or I have the Buccaneers beating the Cardinals, Cowboys beating the Seahawks, and the Packers beating the Niners. So I got. And then, okay, so now we'll go to the AFC. Chiefs with a bye. Ravens playing the seven, two-seeded Ravens playing the 9-7 and seven Raiders. I got the Ravens winning. Uh, Bills, Patriots. I'm going Patriots. Yes, I have the Bills winning that division, but I think when it comes down to the playoffs, Cam Newton's been there and around, and obviously Belichick has too. So I got the Patriots advancing. Titans, Steelers, I'd have the Steelers advancing. So in the divisional, Saints, Bucks, Cowboys, Packers. I got the Buccaneers. I think they'll find it by the end of the year going to the NFC title game to take on the Dallas Cowboys who beat the Green Bay Packers. Then in the AFC, I got the Chiefs beating the Patriots and the Ravens beating the Steelers. Conference title, I got the Buccaneers beating the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think that'd be a really good game, very close game, but I'm going to go with the experience of Tom Brady. I do think the conference title appearance would get enough would be enough for Dak to get his contract. AFC title game, Chiefs-Ravens, I got the Chiefs advancing. And then the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got the Kansas City Chiefs going back-to-back. Combat sports talk. Some headlines. Conor McGregor did speak out. He said, everything is going to be brought to justice. He will, he will prove that he is 
you know, he's not the guy that there is these reports have said. He said he, they will be coming out against these people. They will be coming after these people that have made these false claims against him because of the evidence they now have, the DNA testing that's been done, the eyewitness reports from other people that Connor is going to come after these people. And he is back training, preparing. I think he will fight at the beginning of 2021. Uh, Michael Chandler is close to a deal with the UFC, the former uh, two-time Bellator lightweight champ, three-time actually Bellator lightweight champ. Uh, close to a deal with the UFC and could be fighting Tony Ferguson first on October 24th on the Habib Gaethje card. Uh, now Tiago Santos gets COVID. The Glover fight is scrapped again. As, as we know, a couple weeks ago, Glover got COVID. That, he was fighting Santos, got scrapped. Now Santos gets COVID. That fight is scrapped. They're hoping to find an opponent for Glover, though. Uh, Cormier had COVID before the Stipe trilogy. He said it's not an excuse. He was just asked about it because there were some rumors about it. He answered it, and he did have COVID. Um, a little look ahead to Stylebender Costa. We are one week away from the fight that everyone's been waiting to see. Well, one week away about, or Saturday will be a week away. I cannot wait. Uh, I think people are gonna they're gonna realize how good Israel Adesanya is. I think he knocks out Paulo Costa very quick, first round knockout. Uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun though because Costa's gonna come out, and you know if, if Stylebender. Let's Costa get off some shots. He could get knocked out, though, because Costa has that power. But I think he's going to be too reckless, and Stylebender's too precise. Anderson Silva-like. Um, I like Stylebender in that fight. We'll obviously go more in-depth next Wednesday or Sunday, possibly. Now we're going to get to my UFC Fight Night 178 predictions. The main event is Colby Covington, Tyrone Woodley. Bummer, though. My guy Johnny Walker. One of my, I love watching fights with my favorite fighters. He moved to SBG with uh, Connor's team. Got COVID. Fight's scrapped. He's got to move back to make his debut under John Kavanaugh. First fight, though, is going to be Kevin Holland, Darren Stewart, middleweight bout. It's going to be an excellent fight. I got Holland via second-round TKO. Mackenzie Dern back in a women's strawweight bout against Ronda Marcos. I think Dern, that's a great matchup for her. I think she gets back on track. First-round submission. And then it's the the guy, uh, Hazmat Shemaev. 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 Uh, he fought two times over at Fight Island. Has only got one punch landed on him in two fights. Um, he's fighting Gerald Merchart. Tough fight. And what's crazy about the Shimonev, uh, Shemaev guy, they have him two fights booked. They have him this fight booked, and then they have him booked on the Khabib card against Damian Maya in a month. So they're pretty much saying he's going to run through. The UFC pretty much shitting on uh, Gerald Merchart, saying he's going to run through Gerald, and then he's going to fight Damian Maya in a, in a month. Very disrespectful. It's gonna be a lot tougher fight than he. It's gonna be a lot tougher fight than his first two fights for sure. I got Shemaev winning via decision though. I don't think he just comes out and kills Gerald. I don't see that. And the co-main event gonna be a barn burner. Donald Cerrone, Nico Price. At first, when this fight was announced, I was like, "God damn, Donald's gonna get ran through." The more I thought about it, and the more I looked at it, I'm like, you know, I think Donald can do something here. I have Donald Cerrone winning this fight via third round submission. I think Cerrone they're gonna war they're gonna they're gonna war it out for a couple rounds, and I think Cerrone's gonna end up uh, getting a big takedown in the third and ends up submitting him, or he knocks him down and then submits him. Something like that's gonna happen. I got Cerrone, the main event, two and a half years in the making. Colby Covington, Tyrone Woodley. Uh, to me, the people that have been saying, "Oh, Colby hasn't won this fight," you're wrong. Colby Covington's gonna he's gonna he's gonna show you why. He was never scared of Tyrone Woodley. I think he puts it on him. And they've trained, they've trained uh, really hard for this fight, or Covington has. I hope Woodley has. I hope Woodley shows up, though. I would love a good fight. I don't think it's going to be close, though. I think Covington wins via fourth-round TKO. I think he finishes him. 
and puts Woodley into retirement. Woodley loses this one, he's done. He's absolutely done. So let's get on to some other headlines before we get into NBA. Tiger Woods getting the most bets to win the U.S. Open. U.S. Open starts tomorrow. Really hoping Tiger can do something. Tough course. Hopefully Tiger can play well and he can win the U.S. Open. That'd be, that'd be really sweet. Uh, Mo Salah's hat trick gives Liverpool opening day win over Leeds. I told you everyone it was 4-3. I told everyone Leeds is going to shock some people this year. I think Leeds finishes top 10 in the Premier League after uh, being – obviously they came from the uh, – what do they call the the league under? I forget what they call the Premier League uh, under the Premier League, but uh, Leeds is going to be good this year. They're going to finish top ten. Christian McCaffrey's brother Dylan McCaffrey transferring from Michigan as he was in this battle for the starting QB job. He's announced he's transferring. Um, just want to put this out here: deadly wildfires producing the most unhealthy air on the planet for Oregon, Washington, California. Hopefully, everyone is staying safe out there. I got family in California and Oregon. I hope everyone is staying safe out there. Uh, Joe Biden is now seeing Ghost. I don't know if everyone's seen this video. Kind of sad. I really feel bad for Joe, to be honest. I mean, he gets off a plane, and he turns to his right and starts waving. Well, then they move the camera. There's no one standing there. There's no one out there. I mean, goddamn. Goddamn, Joe. Rough. That was a rough look. All right, so let's get into the NBA news. Not a ton. We're only going through a couple things, but we're going to get really deep into the Clippers and then the conference finals. Um... We'll start off with trade ideas for Giannis. If they were to move, let's say they were, let's say Giannis just decides, you know what, I want to leave. I want to leave Milwaukee. It's not somewhere where I want to be the rest of my career. I got some teams that could possibly make moves. Four teams that are in title contention, one team that could grab him and then be able to sway a free agent or two. We'll start off with the team that. Is not a title contender right now, but if they were to get him, they could probably get some other people in free agency with him. Let's say the Knicks, they trade. And listen, the Bucks are going to get a haul because they realize what um, you're going to get. I think the Bucks get three first-rounders probably and two pick swaps in each trade they do because you saw what Paul George was giving up for, seven first-round picks, five first-round picks and two pick swaps. So... They're going to get a haul here. So for the Knicks, I believe the Knicks would would end up trading Julius Randle, Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, and Izzy Brodzikas. Four good young guys that the Bucks could move on, could could have a young core, could bring in a young core, and then they would get, I think, three or four unprotected first-rounders and two-pick swaps. You're going to get that type of haul from each of these teams. Now to the Warriors. They trade Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, Kai Bowman, Three or four unprotected first-round picks and two pick swaps. The Warriors would also receive Eric Bledsoe and Giannis's brother in that trade. To the Rockets, let's say the Rockets don't want. Let's say they bring in a coach. Let's say they bring in Tyler or Sam Cassell. They don't want to rebuild though. Harden's like, no, we're not rebuilding. We need to just bring in another guy. Well, let's say they trade Eric Gordon, Robert Covington, Daniel House, four unprotected picks and two pick swaps, and they bring in Giannis. And then you have Giannis, Westbrook, and Harden going into next year as your big three. The Nuggets. They trade Gary Harris, Will Barton, Monty Morris, four unprotected picks, and two pick swaps for Giannis. Then your starting lineup going into next year would be, uh, well, shoot, I don't know who, well, they probably have to bring in a shooting guard, but they would be able to bring in a shooting guard, a guy that would want to sign for the low. Uh, You'd have Jamal Murray. You would still have P.J. Dozier. Michael Porter, Giannis, and Nikola Jokic. And then whoever, like I had P.J. Dozier, but they could bring in another shooting guard. Mavs, 
trade Dwight Powell, DeLon Wright, Maxi Kleber, Jalen Brunson, four unprotected picks, and two first-round pick swaps. If he went to Dallas, now Venus, Dallas could make this happen a little easier for themselves. Take out Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber. You throw in Kristaps, DeLon Wright, Jalen Brunson, four unprotected picks, and two pick swaps. Then you just have a duo. But I think that still makes you a, a right away a top three contender in the West with Luka and Giannis, two guys that I have in my top five players in the NBA. I have Luka at three and Giannis at five. Um, so, yeah, either one of those. But let's just say Giannis, which this is what is most likely to happen because Giannis has, it sounds like Giannis told the Bucks he wants to be here long term, but you need to show me why I, need to, why I should want to stay here. So let's think of some trade packages. Let's go to the Bucks trade Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, Robin Lopez, Urson Ilasova to the Thunder for Chris Paul. You bring in your closer, a guy that can take the pressure off of Giannis. I love that trade. Bucks trade Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, Dante DiVincenzo, and two unprotected first-round draft picks to D.C. for Bradley Beal. I mean, could you imagine Bradley Beal finally getting to play with a guy like Giannis? I mean, that'd be deadly. Now let's say they go. They want to go to a low post guy. They want to bring. In, they want to run the. They want to be the dominant uh, team in the paint over the Lakers. You trade Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, Dante Divincenzo, DJ Wilson, three unprotected first rounders for Joel Embiid. Could you imagine Embiid and Giannis dominating down low? Would that work though? Okay, guys. Sorry, I don't know where it cut off at. Um, I think it cut off right under the Joel Embiid trade. Sorry about that. Little malfunction there, but uh, we'll get into the re- these last two trades for the Bucks to improve their roster. Trade Eric Bledsoe, Dante DiVincenzo, and an unprotected first rounder to Indiana for Oladipo. Then you could trade Bledsoe, DiVincenzo, and an unprotected first round round- first rounder for Levine as well. If you want to bring any of those guys, I think Embiid, Beal, and Chris Paul would be more would be the better trade. But Oladipo is not a bad trade either. Um, Levine is probably the last option because he's so young, but there's some good ideas there for the Bucks to trade. So now uh, we'll get in. Bam's block saves Miami and gives them the first game one thrill, game one win and a thriller in overtime. What a game that was. That series is going to be good. Um, so now let's move on to the conference finals predictions. I got the Heat winning in seven. I think both teams are fairly even. The reason why I give Heat the advantage, I like their depth more. They trust their depth more, I believe. I like their 10-man rotation a little better. So I would put, I would put it on... Uh, I would go Heat in seven. Now let's get into the conference for the Lakers Nuggets. Obviously, we know the late the Nuggets were able to win Game Seven over the Clippers last night, and they will uh, now move on to the conference finals, take on the Los Angeles Lakers. I got the Lakers in five. Um, I I just don't think, in my opinion, I never the whole year I've been saying this, so this isn't like me shitting on the Nuggets. I just I would have picked the Lakers to beat the Clippers in five. I don't think the Clippers are that good of a team. I really don't. I just did not think the Clippers were that good. I think Nick Nick Wright was correct. They weren't. They were constructed weirdly. A lot of good offensive guys that aren't good on defense. Some good defensive guys that aren't good on offense. So I just did not think the Clippers were that good of a basketball team, and I think it showed. They're just not very good, and Kawhi's not that guy. They're, the Clippers were not who we thought they were. So I'm not shitting on the Nuggets. I think the Lakers are just by far the best team in the NBA, and I don't think it's even close. And again, I don't think the Lakers are a great team. I don't think there's any great teams this year. I think there's. I think the Lakers are the only A minus team. But I thought everyone else was B to B plus. I don't think there was an A or an A plus team this year in the NBA. I would consider the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Bucks, 
the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, I would consider them B to B+. Plus. I would have probably had the Heat and the Nuggets at B, and then the rest of those teams at B+. Plus. I did think the Clippers were better. I did predict, I did predict the Nuggets to win in seven. But I really thought the Clippers would still figure out a way to win it because of the Nuggets not being great defensively. The Clippers all, And the Nuggets aren't great defensively. The Clippers allowed them to be great defensively by not being aggressive, taking bad shots, and just not really being into the game. So, yeah, I got the Lakers in five. I don't think it's going to be that tough a series. I, I mean, I'm happy for the Nuggets that they're here. I do think the Lakers win it fairly easy, though. Um, so now let's get into it. Clippers collapse and blow a 3-1 lead. I told everyone from the beginning all the way back to the beginning of the season in October, the Clippers are not going to be who you think they are. You cheated the process. Load load management. we got to rest our guys. You know, Kawhi's a little banged up. No, he's not. You play guys if they're healthy. He was healthy. That load management shit didn't work. It hurt your chemistry. Yeah, I agree. Lou Williams said our team chemistry wasn't there, and that's why we lost. But guess what? And it wasn't because of it wasn't because of injuries that their team chemistry was bad. First off, it was because of Kawhi wanting to do load management and Paul George wanting to do load management. And then when you get to the bubble, Montrez Harrell's out. I don't know what what was wrong with him. Lou Williams goes and gets some fucking Lululemon chicken wings from the strip club. So he's in quarantine. He misses games. That's on you. All of that is on you. They didn't have to load manage Kawhi and Paul George. They could have just played. Lululemon didn't have to go get his fucking strip club wings. He could have just been fucking a normal human being. And you know what? And then Paul George has the audacity to say it was not championship or bust. Hell no. Kawhi had a commercial. A goddamn commercial that said, I'm the new king of L.A. before the season. They had this huge press conference with PG and Kawhi saying how they're going to win championships and they're going to be the top dogs of L.A. Not Now you say it wasn't a championship or bust season? Bullshit. The faces, on those, guys, the faces those guys had on when the Nuggets were beating their ass, it looked like it was championship or bust. It looked like they were shocked. They were stunned. Like, holy shit, we're going home in round two. We didn't make it to the conference finals. I think Doc Rivers gets fired. I think they're going to fire Doc Rivers. Um, they're going to, they're going to, uh, I think they're just going to bring in Ty Lue or they're going to bring in Sam Cassell. But Doc Rivers, this is seven years in. Two times he's been up 3-1 in the second round, had a chance to get to the conference finals, blew a 3-1 lead. Yeah, I mean, what am I going to say? I'm not surprised. Now, I did think they were going to get to the second. I did think they were going to get to the conference finals then get exposed by the Lakers. But so I'm a little surprised they lost to the, they let the Nuggets expose them. But the Nuggets are just a better basketball team, plain and simple. Nuggets were just better. When people say, "Oh, you know, it's the bubble, man, it's the bubble," I don't give a shit if it's the bubble, the Staples in Denver on Mars in a seven game series. If a team beats you four times, they are just better. This isn't the NCAA tournament. We're not the best team wins every time because it doesn't happen. Upsets happen. You know who did. You know, Loyal Chicago made it to the Elite Eight. On paper, are they better than, are, are they worse than all those teams? Yes, but it's a one-game elimination. In the playoffs, it is a seven-game series where you have four, four games to get it right. You can, or you can lose three games and then win four. You prove you're the better team. It is proven who is the better team in a seven-game series. No flukes in the NBA. You beat a team four times, you're the better team. Plain and simple. So the Clippers just aren't who we thought they were. I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm a little surprised they didn't get to the conference finals, but I'm not surprised that they lost. I'm really not surprised because they're not who I, they, they showed me who I, thought they, who I thought they were, 
And they showed the, the world was like, holy shit, they aren't who we thought they were. And don't ever, 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 ever compare LeBron James to Kawhi Leonard again. You want to talk about this. Kawhi Leonard has, quote-unquote, he's the best player in the world with the deepest team in the world. They had the deepest roster. I'm not saying it. You all said it. They had the deepest roster. LeBron James made the NBA Finals with a hurt Kevin Love and Jeff Green as his third best player. Jeff Green's an eight, eighth man for the Houston Rockets. He was their third best player to get to the NBA Finals of 2018. You have this great roster. You made so many trades. You got a big buyout in Reggie Jackson. You got you got Shamit. You got Bev. You got Harold, Zubots, PG, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Zubach, uh, Jermichael Green. You guys said you had the deepest roster in basketball. Kawhi Leonard, obviously. Well, they are who I thought they were. They were they are who I thought they were. Overrated. The most overrated team in NBA history is the 2019-2020 Los Angeles Clippers. They're the most overrated team of all time and the most underachieving team of all time. To you. I always said they were overrated. And they even underachieved for me, though, because most people were saying they're going to win the finals. I was saying, okay, they'll get to the conference finals probably. Even when I predicted the Nuggets which I just stayed with my prediction. But even then, I was like, I, I think the Clippers will probably get to the conference finals. They underachieved on me. They underachieved on you, for sure. And they're overrated, like I said all year. Don't you ever compare Kawhi Leonard to LeBron James again. It is not a comparison. There's zero comparison. If LeBron James had that depth on that team that the Clippers have, the, the Clippers would win the finals easily this year. LeBron makes players better. Kawhi does not. Paul George is worse this year, was worse this playoff run than he was fucking when he was with the Pacers. You know? They are who I thought they were. I tried to tell you guys all year long. Don't put your money on the Clippers. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you, do not put your money on this team. They cheated the process trying this load management bullshit. Lululemon Peppers goes to the strip club. They don't get their chemistry down. They go into the playoffs pretty much with a new team. Come on. They haven't played together much. What happened? They lose to the Nuggets in seven games. They blow a 3-1 lead. I'm not surprised. I'm sure everyone was surprised. I am not surprised. Again, the most underachieving, overrated team in NBA history by far are the 2019-2020 Los Angeles Clippers. And what can they do this offseason? What are the hell are they going to make? They can't make trades for another star. They don't got any draft picks. They don't got any young guys that are that good. Now you got Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson. Uh, who else is up for free agency? There's another guy. I can't remember who else is up. Jamichael Green. Three key rotation players. You can't sign back all those guys. There's a cap limit now. You're paying Pat Bev $13 million a year for or $14 million a year for some reason. You know? I think they're going to be worse next year. The Lakers have their team back next year. The Lakers signed two-year deals. They have their team back next year. With the chance of trading for somebody because they can, they have good enough, they have contracts that can match star player contracts. And they still have some draft picks. Yeah, they gave, they gave Ford New Orleans. They still have pick swaps and three other picks that they can make, they can make stuff happen. 
<laughs> the Clipper, then the Nuggets are going to make something happen. The Nuggets can make something happen this free agency. The Mavericks are going to be better. Golden State's going to be better. You know? The Blazers. The Jazz. Thunder probably going to drop off, but... Dude, come on. Going in the next year, if I had to say, if the rosters look relatively the same... And then you, and then probably the Mavs are going to add somebody. The Nuggets sure could. I would say the Clippers could possibly be the fifth best team in the West going into next year. You know? Lakers, Nuggets, Warriors, Mavericks could all be better. The Jazz. I think the Jazz would have done the same thing to them. Actually, no, I take that back. Jazz would have been a little easier than the Nuggets because they don't have uh, Jokic. They have Gobert, but they don't have Jokic. But they still would have struggled with the Jazz. I wish I would have played the Jazz, though, because then I could have, we could have seen L.A. versus L.A., and the Lakers could have stomped them out and showed who was really the kings of L.A. But just, again, don't ever compare Kawhi Leonard to LeBron James again. I won't, te- I won't accept any of that talk. If you ever bring it up to me, I'm going to shut you out. I'm going to say, hey, just quiet. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not even going to – it's no debate. Kawhi Leonard is not LeBron James. He's not even close. Kawhi Leonard won the title in 2014, was finals MVP, but he also had Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker alongside of him. He won the title last year with Toronto with a great supporting cast, faced a very banged-up Warriors team. This year, everyone's healthy. Everyone was healthy. Your team was healthy. Everett Nuggets were healthy. Lakers are healthy. Rockets are healthy. The East was healthy. And you lose in the second round. What does that tell me? LeBron made it to the finals in 2018 with Jeff Green as the third-best player. With Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, J.R., an injured Kevin Love. Come on, man. There's no comparison. There is zero comparison. I won't take it. You cannot say Kawhi Leonard is a better basketball player than LeBron James ever again. Ever again. LeBron James in year 17 is now proven to be the best player in the world by an even wider margin than I thought. I thought it was getting closer. Well, again, I would say it's still kind of close because Kate will see how let's see how KD comes back. I think KD is still the second best player in the world. So we'll see what happens when KD comes back. But this season. LeBron James is the best player in the world by a very wide margin. A, hu- a huge margin. I can't even see number two. That's how big the margin is. And this season, number two might have been Luka and AD. Luka or AD. And then I would add Giannis and Kawhi this season. Kawhi wouldn't even be my top five when I put KD in there. Kawhi would be six or seven. No, ever, never again. We're not accepting anything. And Paul George... He is who I thought he was. Playoff P, pandemic P, way off P. He didn't. He was terrible. He was abysmal this postseason run. This bubble. Kawhi Leonard put all his eggs into Paul George's basket for these two seasons because he thought they could cheat the process and win two NBA titles in L.A. When he should have either re-signed with the Toronto Raptors, who would have been probably the betting favorites this year if he was in Toronto with that team they had, or he could have gone to the Lakers. What did Colin Coward say this morning? When in doubt, choose LeBron. Kawhi chose the wrong LA. That is what it is. All right, guys, thank you for listening. This is a good podcast. Um, We'll be back Sunday.